0: Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash dev chat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to another My Angular story. This week, we're talking to Pascal Preck. Pascal, do you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. Now, just give us a brief introduction, remind us who you are, because I don't think we've had you on adventures in Angular for a while. Yeah,
2: that has been been a long time. So yeah, I'm Pascal. I'm at the moment in in Amsterdam, uh, rainy Amsterdam. Although it is it is just cloudy right now, and, and it's not uh-huh. raining, which is nice. <laughs> and I've been a so I'm a software engineer. I'm uh, doing a lot of Angular Angular training, and um, building building apps with it as well. So that's what I've been doing for quite a while now.
1: Nice. Yeah, so I, I just went and looked because I was like, when, "When was the last time we had Pascal on?" And uh, it was episode sixty-nine. You were you came on and talked about Angular two documentation back when it was oh, Angular yeah. two. Yeah, that's right. And then episode ninety-seven, Angular two tips. So,
2: right, there were two episodes. Which episode yeah. is this one? This is not a Adventures in Angular episode. No, or?
1: this is my Angular story, and it'll probably be episode around thirty. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah, just just collecting kind of the the stories of the people who are in Angular. I feel like it gives people the opportunity to get to know people outside mm-hmm. of the context of, oh, you do this and you do this in Angular, but oh, where did you come from and how did you get there? And and it makes yeah. it makes the code journey for other people. I feel more approachable to hear how you got into things and how you learned and you know all that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, that makes, makes total sense. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so it is a different show. So, yeah, so let's let's dive in. Let's get your story. So how did you get into programming?
2: I got into programming kind of by accident, <laughs> to be honest. So, so I, I was never really into computers. I didn't have a computer for a long, long time and i wasn't really interested in computers either the thing that i was interested in back then was uh, i did a lot of like drawing like i was into oh nice like yeah like japanese mangas and animes and that kind of stuff and uh, so i was i was drawing a lot i was a lot into art i still like art but i'm i'm, I'm drawing actually much less and also painting and so when i when i was about to finish school i asked my teacher since my I think I didn't finish with the best like grades, so so I was. And I asked my teacher what would be a good yeah way to move forward with this, and I said mm-hmm. I I would like to be like a designer or something like that, graphic designer, something that goes in the direction of you know something that has anything to do with design and drawing. And so she said, well, it might make sense for you then to go to this school here, and that was like an informatics school, one year, and it's it basically it's one year doing anything, like a little bit of everything that has to do with informatics. So that, that includes things like, you know, how you work with documents, there's programming in there, there's, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff in there. And um, so I did that for one year and I I sucked at programming big time. I was the worst student, like, like really, really bad. I didn't get it. I wasn't able to think logically, I think (laughs) like nothing really worked. Uh Um, and but I what worked very well for me was building websites with HTML and CSS, uh, so there was no actual programming required, but it was was nice to, to build a website. And so, since I liked that a lot, um, after that year, I decided to do another school that was related to informatics. And that um, I so I, I went there and I did that for another year and it also taught uh, programming so when i when i visited that school i actually had a chance to step up my game and and learn programming and actually do it and understand it and all of a sudden i was the best student in the class or one of the best like I, i understood everything right away i even i even gave lessons myself and stuff like that and so that's kind of how i got into programming and uh one thing that specifically got me into into web development is that I always wanted to build a website that is nice and shiny and, and has, has like animations and stuff like that. And so I got a book, which, which said um, the name of the book was Dynamic Websites with PHP. So I thought, yeah, <laughs> dynamic websites, that's what I want to do. So I read the book and I learned about php variables how to do arrays and you know i basically learned programming (laughs) and i was wondering where's the part where you learn how to do dynamic websites you know the shiny animations and everything Um, which i i just didn't get that this was not really what what the dynamic meant in that context so i learned php Uh by accident and that's how i got then also my first job as a as a software developer and i did like a uh you, you hear or in Germany you, you call it an apprenticeship where you go to school and you go to a company, you do a job, you learn a job, you do that for three years. That's what I did. And and that's how I basically got into programming totally by accident.
1: Yeah. Nice. I think it's funny just the, I, I identify with some of it, I guess. I had a friend who was basically building online stores with PHP. This is back in the early two thousands. Yeah. So before Shopify or WooCommerce or any of the platforms out there now that make it real easy, and uh, yeah, that's what got me into it too. Is I saw what he was doing, and and I was like, well, I want to do that, and so I got into a lot of that. But but it's also funny, you know, you you kind of get referred to programming, and and yeah, you fig- you found oh, this is kind of a natural fit for me.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. It it, it seems like. About half of the people that I talked to had that experience at some point. Some of them when they were younger, like what you're talking about. And some of them when, when they're a little bit older. So, you know, in their 30s or 40s, they had a career or part of a career. And then they, and then they switched. Yep, they switched because it just really hit them right where they, you know, they, they love doing it.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, and it makes sense because, cause, you know, you can actually create things and make the computer do things that you want. So how can you not get excited about that?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how did you get into Angular then? It sounds like you were building dynamic sites with PHP. And, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I did. Like I like I said, I you know, my first couple of websites that I built were in PHP and I kind yeah. of shudder at what I did there. but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we I
2: think we we've all been there. Yeah, I I did I did PHP for a couple of years. So in my apprenticeship that was also the the main thing that I did. So that was my main job building actually building a commerce uh platform with PHP was exactly what I did. There was one day where I saw that there was a a new a brand new uh, uh JavaScript uh user group in a city, uh, Hanover in Germany, coming up. And I thought, well, maybe maybe I can reach out to the guy who organizes it. His name is Christoph. Uh, now he's one of my best friends um, and I'm running two companies with him. And so I reached out to him and I asked him whether I can come to his meetup and actually talk about JavaScript. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have a lot of like I didn't have any idea about JavaScript really, so I I kind of made it my goal that when I get the slot for the talk, I'm going to sit down and learn JavaScript. So that's what I did for right. a couple of months then, and uh, uh, so and then I went to the meetup, I gave the talk, and which got me basically another job in Hanover. And once I moved to Hanover, like a year later or so, I worked for a company that basically uses web technologies to. Build any kind of, of apps, also mobile apps. And uh, Christoph was back then already into Angular. He he started with Knockout JS, and and uh-huh. then he looked at Angular. And it was was way way before Angular was uh, was a thing. Actually, it was a 0.x version, and where the website was yellow and purple even, uh, and there was no there was no red shield. So right. And there was one tweet where he said, I I can't understand why no one's using Angular because it gets the view model thing so right. Uh (laughs) So I saw the tweet and I looked into Angular back then. That was in, I don't know, 2010 or 2011 or so. And I read the documentation and so I learned Angular and then I started using Angular um, at the company that I worked at um, where I could actually use it in... In different projects. So so that that's kind of how, how it started out. Um, basically Christoph recognized the potential of it very early and he is very good at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 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 yeah. And so then I, I, I jumped into it and I got even more excited about it than, than he eventually. <laughs> and then a little bit later he caught up to that as well. But yeah, I was then using Angular in, in a couple of, of projects. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So I I love to dive into what people have done in the Angular arena and I keep seeing and hearing about ThoughtRam and all the things that you folks are doing over there to help people learn and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, do you want to just talk briefly about how that all came about?
2: Sure. So ThoughtRam is one of the companies that I'm running with Christoph and um, the Basically, the, the whole mission is to to do software training that, that's fun and, and with a lot of passion because we really like to teach people things that we learned ourselves, um, which is also one of the reasons why Christoph started this JavaScript user group back then. Uh-huh. And um, already back then, we were talking about like, you know, one day maybe we can do things like workshops together. And a couple of years later, 2014, we... The, the the topic came up again and we said okay do we actually want to do this do we want to like do a workshop about something and see how it goes and and that's what we did and um, we actually started with git workshops so there was no angular workshop even right. though we've been using angular for i think 3 years by then in the companies that we work for yeah, that's how how started as as a as a project where we ran workshops and um, later turned into a company and and ever since yeah we we um, provide we try to provide high quality content on Angular but not only Angular also other things like uh, machine learning and um, reactive programming and yeah all sorts of things. That's kind of how that happened.
1: Yeah. Very cool. What else have you done in Angular that you're proud of or want to talk about here for a minute?
2: I think one of the key events in my entire, not just career, but actually life that, that kind of changed everything was an open source project that I started back then and it's called Angular Translate. It's basically an Angular uh, plugin for for AngularJS, so it's 1.x. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, the project or the plugin um, made it fairly easy for you to internationalize your AngularJS apps. So you could easily add different languages to your apps and switch languages at runtime and lazy load languages and and, and that kind of stuff. That is a project that I was developing during the time I was working at this company in Hanover where I was actually able to use Angular. So, Also, props to them. They actually enabled me to to work on on this thing uh during my my work time basically and so i think that library i I don't have any numbers unfortunately i think it was would be really interesting to know that but it it seems like there's tons of companies out there that that use this library in production also also big companies so i think that was that was Quite a success for me personally the, the biggest thing with this whole project was that I was able to learn and experience how to maintain an open source project and also um, yeah how to deal with many different things that that come to that like you know how when people want to contribute how do you make it easy how do you communicate with them how do you delegate stuff mm-hmm. and, and I was very very lucky I had I had quite a few people that that early on started out um, helping me with a project. And so it actually happened that after a couple of years, I kind of stepped back and didn't really maintain it anymore. I stopped contributing because I wasn't able to do it anymore due to available time. Uh But the community just kept pushing. There were like a couple people that that had push access to the repository and they just kept going with it. And uh, it's still going on, apparently. I don't know what when when what, the last the last contribution was, but uh it's it's still an active uh project, if you will I think, and I think that's that's pretty amazing yeah so the the community is really really great in
1: in the angular world yeah, the community is awesome, and I just love how everybody gets involved and gets gets you know gets in and gets stuff done, but also I really love just how friendly everybody is and. Yeah,
2: and, and also uh, also diverse. Everyone comes up with like different ideas, and yep. you know, comes up with ideas based on your ideas, and you know, new tools and and whatnot. It's really, really amazing.
1: Yep, absolutely.
2: So, what are you working on now? So right now, next to doing training with Thoughtram, I'm running another company with Kristoff called uh, Machine Labs, which is a uh, it's a platform that tries to make it as easy as possible to to enter the field of machine learning because it's a very it's a very academic field and it's very theoretic so when you, uh-huh. when you want to learn it you have to learn a lot of math and when you learn beginner tutorials they throw like formulas at you and things like that which which don't make it very appealing to to newcomers and and beginners and I'm a beginner myself like I'm I'm really not like an expert in it at all Uh, so i totally feel it (laughs) and so with machine labs we want to we built this platform that that makes it very easy you get an online editor and you can just start coding right away you can execute uh, like any kind of code in there and execute your your machine learning experiments and that project that platform is is built with angular obviously yeah Uh, so it's it's actually very refreshing after doing a lot of training for many years um, to actually build something that is a bit bigger and a bit more complex, uh, and to to see that side of the of the coin. And yeah, it really comes with with some some very interesting challenges. Obviously, it's not just the front end. There's a there's a server involved, and there's cloud functions involved, and and stuff like that. Um, but it's I think by far the, the biggest Angular project that, that I've been that, that I've worked on so far. And it's nice. open source since a couple of weeks. So if anyone wants to take a look at the code and help out, or maybe uh, I don't know, get some ideas for like more complex scenarios, then go ahead to GitHub.com slash machine labs and take a look.
1: Absolutely. We should get you on the show and, and dig into that.
2: We can do that, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll get you the the link to where you can uh, grab a time. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, the last segment of the show is picks. Do you have some things you want to shout out
0: about? For you, the listeners of My Angular Story, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at lootcrate.com. Just enter the promo code Bridge10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is one of my favorite things. Every month I get a box in the mail, costs less than $20. And it comes with all kinds of goodies. I have stuff from just looking at my shelf, Batman, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and much, much more. So if you're a geek, a gamer, anything like that, and you want cool stuff to put around your office, uh, cool t-shirts, comic books, etc., then definitely check out Loot Crate. To save 10% on your new subscription, go to lootcrate.com slash ruby. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash ruby to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm reading I'm reading a book right now. I'm trying to get back to the basics and and relearn some of the data structures and algorithms that apparently every computer scientist should be aware of. I'm, I'm certainly not, so I'm trying to relearn those. And the book is called A Common Sense Guide to Data Structures and Algorithms. Level up your core programming skills. That is a very nice book because it, it, it doesn't cover all of the data structures and it certainly doesn't cover all of the algorithms available, but it 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 really talks about the, the basic ones that you probably need on a, on a daily basis. Um, and, and I find that quite, quite useful. I really enjoy reading that one. So I think that, that will be my,
1: my pick. Cool. So I've been reading some uh, books as well. And I'm just going to pick a couple of those. What I, what I wound up doing is uh, I have an Audible account. And when I'd hear about a book I wanted, I'd go buy it. <laughs> and so I, have, I probably have like 30 books on here that I haven't read. And so I just decided, you know what? I'm going to download them all and then I'm going to go listen to them all. And so I, work for you? I've, I've been working my way through them. Um, and I've really been enjoying a few of them. So, uh, the one that I've been reading latest is called 12 rules for life An antidote to chaos by Jordan B Peterson. And, uh, he just talks about, he, he answered a Quora question and basically said, here are 12 rules for living well. And, uh, it kind of went viral and then people got excited about it and he got asked to write a book on it. So he wrote a book kind of explaining each of these 12 rules for life. And it is a terrific book. If you want just some, some uh, guidance on how to live, it's, it's really, really great. And then, um, whoop. All right. That sounds really nice. Um, and then I've been listening when I go to sleep at night, I listen to fiction. Um, it usually has to be fiction that I've, listened to or read before um, because I hate missing parts of the story and I tend to doze in and out as I go to sleep. And so um, I've been listening to a series called The Word and the Void by Terry Brooks. And I'm currently on the second book, which is called The Night of the Word. The first book is called Running with the Demon. So if you're interested in those, they're they're pretty great. Awesome. The first book is based in Illinois, in rural Illinois, and, uh, the main protagonist, 14 year old girl who has magic. And, uh, anyway, so yeah, they have a confrontation with the demon. You can kind of figure that out from the title, but, uh, anyway, it's <laughs> really, really well put together book and book series. So, um, listening to that, I read those a long, long time ago. And so it's been kind of fun to kind of refresh the, the story and, uh, oh yeah, I remember that. So um, anyway, really enjoying that. And then my last pick, also on Audible, I found out that they have the Pimsleur um, language learning uh, lessons. And so I bought uh, Japanese phase one. Oh, wow, that's cool. And they basically have a whole bunch of like 30-minute lessons. So there are 30 lessons in there, and they just tell you to listen to and practice one lesson a day. And Uh so I'll admit I did like two lessons, and then I didn't do it very consistently. So I'm trying to get back into that and make it a habit. But uh, I really, really want to learn Japanese. And I think that'd be really fun. I'm I'm currently fluent in Italian and I speak a little bit of French. But yeah, for some reason, Japanese. um, I think part of it's just that I've met a bunch of people um, in Ruby doing Japanese. My dad and brother-in-law also were Mormon missionaries in Japan. And so they speak Japanese and it just sounds like fun. And it's totally different from Italian
2: that's that's really cool i also think it, it opens up a whole new world when you're able to to speak that language yep that's really
1: really cool so yeah so those are my picks now if people want to see what you're working on these days pascal where do they go
2: well, I think there's certainly Twitter, twitter.com slash, uh, and then my name, which is Pascal Precht. And the same username, nickname, whatever you want to call it, uh, is used on pretty much all social platforms. So you can find me there on, on GitHub and probably also Facebook, but I might, I might, I might delete that account quite soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's mainly mainly Twitter, I guess.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, but thank you for coming and talking to us about your experience. Thank you for having me. All right. We will uh, catch everyone next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CashFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with CashFly. Visit cachefl to learn more.